The autumn wind is a pirate. Welcome, Raider Nation, to the Raider Nation podcast, and I'm your host, Raider Craig. Well, I'll tell you what, this show's got one good piece of news for sure. Sean Salisbury will no longer be working us on ESPN. That's right. The Salisbury steak is no more. I love it. Anyways, there's that story and more coming up here on show 186. Yeah. Yeah. Old time. Do you know about my city? Old time. The city of old. Old time. Oh, don't you know? Old time. Do you know about my city? Old time. The city of old. That's right, Raider fans. We got this show coming up. Sean Salisbury steak off the ESPN menu. This is precious. Uh, Salisbury's been a hater forever. Uh, he's always taken great pleasure in any kind of Raider problems. And it's lovely to see him hitting the road, putting a thumb out, trying to get another job. I love it. And then, you know, since there's been so much controversy, a lot of, there's like two separate camps, really, I think, in the Raider Nation. And, well, we're going to talk about both those camps and how we kind of got to this point. And it's no fault of our own, mind you. But there's a couple stories here i got to hit. Um, one of them here is from uh, Silver and Black Forever. A Calico Jack as Alameda Turns. Yes, like the great soap opera old. It's a pretty good article. Bear with me. It's not all negative. And, uh, well, here we go with another article, and I call this one the silver and black lame duck. Yep, just like a lame duck president, just like a lame duck anything. Um, this article is from the Raider Take. It's great from New York Raider. Time to cut ties with Kiffin. And uh, I think that's probably pretty important. We'll also hit the bone line. For all of you that have been brave enough to get on the bone, 1-800-620-7181. 1-800-620-7181. you got to be pissed. Shady Raider, get on in here, brother. Put it down on the phone. I want to hear it, man. It's good that you let it out because it sounds to me like you got to let something out, and I feel you all the way. And, you know, of course, we're going to hit the Raider Nation podcast forum as well, and that will turn up the show today. So, well, let's take a, a look here at our first story. So this first story is pretty funny. Uh, I find it funny because I can't stand Sean Salisbury. I make no bones about that at all. I've never liked his style. He's never given the Raiders an even break on any issue at any time. And I am so freaking happy that this happened to this moron. This is reported by ProFootballTalk.com. They got some pretty good stuff in their rumor mill. It's pretty good. Salisbury wanted a seven-figure deal. <laughs> oh, my gosh. How stupid is Sean Salisbury? 
He's sufficiently stupid not to know a good thing when he had it. And he's sufficiently stupid not to realize that he'll never, and I mean ever, be as exposed or as wealthy as he is or was by getting paid by ESPN. But Salisbury, Salisbury, of course, in his arrogant, crappy arrogance, is convinced himself that he was underpaid and underappreciated by Bristol. And he says that he asked for a seven-figure salary in order to trigger a mutual partnering. Or, excuse me, a mutual parting. Mutual parting. So Salisbury was convinced that he was underpaid and underappreciated by Bristol. And he says that he asked for a seven-figure salary in order to trigger a mutual parting so he could get out of his contract. Please. Now Sean Murray Salisbury <laughs> comes in, he says this. This guy's an idiot. I'm a free agent, Salisbury told the Los Angeles Times for a cell phone with a snicker on Tuesday. I've been liberated. I knew this was coming, but I couldn't be happier. The problem, apparently, was that Salisbury didn't get paid as much as more famous former football players. Well, go figure. I'd grown tired of being punished for not being an NFL superstar. <laughs> we certainly aren't an ESPN superstar either. Geek. Salisbury said, analysts who don't work as hard as me, don't prepare as hard as me, and don't have my resume, we're making more than me just because of their ability to throw and catch a football. Well, what the hell are you talking about? Hockey? Of course they got paid more. They deserve to be paid more because they made it happen, Sean, baby. Oh, God. I'd done nothing wrong, Sean says. And if you hear otherwise, it's not true. Does this guy sound like he's five years old? I did everything that was asked of me, Salisbury said. That sounds like my daughter. She's 12. <laughs> and possibly in an effort to defuse any rumors that he was fired for calling John Clayton the crypt keeper on air last month. Yeah, they liked that John Clayton, and he just touched the, the crypt, that guy right there. Salisbury claims that he has an offer from ESPN and he might land a, another sports role with CBS. But maybe he's been fired and maybe that's it for this guy. I certainly hope so because he was no big deal. And you know what? We'll forget about him fast. I'm so happy. Sean, the great hater Salisbury, another hater goes down. <laughs> that is priceless. Okay, let's go on now, folks. We got things to cover. You know what, man? I just got my envelope in the mail for my season tickets. Just got it. And I'm jazzed, man. They open it up, and there's the invoice, and there's your seats, and you know, they talk about, you know, thank you, a little letter in there. It's pretty cool. Um, and no matter how much I bitch, trust me, and no matter how much I complain about what they're doing, because I do complain a lot, because that's how I feel, man. I ain't apologizing about shit on this show. 
because that's just the way it is. And that's why you're free to listen to it or not. Because I just tell it like I see it. But the thing about this show is I want you to tell it like you see it. You can do it on the bone line. You could do it on the forum. I want to get your opinion out there just as much as mine. Trust you, me. So let's go on to this one here. This one is pretty freaking perfect. This is by Calico Jack, who just went off, and I love it. Calico Jack, you're the freaking bomb. At silverandblackforever.com, he's part of the Black Flag Network. And this was, this art, this particular story is great. I hope I to destroy it. As Alameda turns. On this blog, it's a great picture of Soap Opera Weekly, the, the episode you can't miss, who's getting who, who's doing what, who's pregnant, who's not, who lost the baby, the whole nine yards. It's pretty funny. But take it easy. Don't get emotional. Nobody get emotional. We're talking about a great story here by Calico Jack, and it is so right on the money. Let's see if I can do it some justice. Regardless of whether or not you believe that the Kiffin rumors are true or false, regardless of whether or not you think good public relations is an important element to a successful business, regardless of whether or not you feel the vacuum of information affects media relations, regardless of whether or not good marketing is vital for increased revenue streams, regardless or whether or not the current uncertainty impacts player relations and the ability to sign top-notch free agents and coaches in the future, regardless of whether or not you are disturbed with the dysfunction or think everything is just A-OK. Die-hard Raider fans deserve better. An anonymous visitor to my site on a previous post, had the following comment. Al hired Kiffin because of his knowledge of the college prospects, but now takes away his input. Someone lied to all of us. The only thing that will straighten Al out is when everyone quits supporting the team. Losing Kiffin will not only hurt getting free agents, but the progress of Jamarcus Russell, too. I've been a loyal fan since 1968, and I've had enough. Well, that's a quote from somebody. It does not matter if you agree 100% with this comment. It is a sad fact that this loyal fan of 40 years, perception equals his new reality. He's on the verge of drawing a distinct line in the sand, primarily due to the dysfunction aspects of the way the Raiders conduct their business. Some might insist that this guy is a doom and gloomer. 
who's off his rocker. My take is that this loyal fan was merely expressing his true feelings to each his own. Right? Everyone is obviously entitled to their opinions. In my opinion, the current situation is unhealthy, unproductive, and non-friendly. Putting your head in the sand and professing that it is business as usual is not using sane judgment, especially with the backdrop of a 19-61 and record in the last five years. Each member of the Raider organization has a role to fill. These roles directly impact the two most important aspects of the Raiders, organization, winning, and profitability. Some roles are bigger than others, but collectively, in the fiercely competitive NFL, everyone needs to be pulling their weight. What the hell is the man in charge of marketing doing? Is the man in charge of public relations on leave? Why is our head coach twisting in the wind, Al? I would argue that the three most important men in our organization are Al Davis, Lane Kiffin, and Jamarcus Russell, a triangle of leaders and authority on and off the field. Al Davis has the final say on personnel hiring, hiring of the head coach. He signs the checks. The draft selections and free agent signings the past five-plus years have been spotty at best. He is accountable for the coaching carousel and uninspired choices for head coach. Let's go down the list. Callahan, Turner, Shell. The way that he has handled Kiffin has demonstrated a lack of leadership and decisiveness. The Raiders are in the bottom tier of the league for revenue. Not a pretty picture, huh? All the more reason for Davis to take ownership, no pun intended, of the current situation. Lane Kiffin gained the support of the Raider Nation and the fans because of his leadership style, his gumption, willingness to stand up to Al Davis. The Raiders made considerable strides on offense in 2007 and showed a competitive and unified spirit throughout the season. Unfortunately, our alpha leader has been partially neutered by the rumors of his status. His authority, whatever real or perceived, has been diminished. Kiffin's ability to command respect and provide input on key personal issues would seem to be diminished. His partnership with Al Davis is tenuous at best. Jamarcus Russell, our newly minted $60 million franchise QB, who we will be relying on for our future success, might be building a new relationship with a new head coach. He might be learning a new playbook, a young man starting his career looking down the gun barrel of an organization, slip-sliding in dysfunction. Continuity and stability at head coach greatly shapes a young QB's career. If Kiffin returns for 08, can Russell block out the soap opera environment as Alameda turns? Never a dull day in Raiderland. Now, this particular 
you know, as Alameda turns, this is one Raiders perspective. Actually, it's two. And you got to give it to him because he makes some pretty good points in here. But the split is going to heal. Things will get better because the season will draw near. I believe Al Davis will make some great choices. Somebody's going to make some great choices. We're going to get at least we're going to get some good defensive players. I'm sure he sees what needs to be done, and I'm sure that he, Al Davis, will take care of it. I'm not happy with what's going on there either. Trust me, you've heard it. But like this next story, I'm going to tell you that I feel totally justified in my feelings, but I believe that we all just have to move the hell on. And as irritating as it is, <laughs> we just have to let it play out because there ain't a goddamn thing we can do about it. Anyway, this is the next uh, article. It's pretty good. Pretty damn good. It's on the Raider Take blog, RaiderTake.com. It's written by New York Raider or NY Raider. And he's pretty smart. I've read him here on on uh, Sean's boards before. Very, very articulate. And, uh, well, here it is. Go ahead. It really hurts me to say this, but in light of recent reports that Lane Kiffin has been an absentee from the Combine, or a ghost at best, and considering the blitzkrieg of negative media since the season ended, it may be best for the Raiders and Kiffin to part ways. Very well said. At the very least, the Raiders have a real problem with public relations and have allowed negative perception to overwhelm their offseason. As you might guess, I am a firm believer in the old axiom that perception is reality. Of course, just because the media writes something doesn't mean that we I will perceive it to be true. In this case, I have spent the offseason thus far <laughs> scouring media reports and listening to and receiving fan and consumer reactions, as well as introspective of my own 30 years experience as a diehard Raiders fan, engaging my perception accordingly. At this juncture, from a public relations standpoint, I must believe that the Raiders want people to perceive that they are in turmoil. If so, then they've done a good job. Yet, I can't believe that this would benefit them in any way, particularly now with free agency and the 2008 NFL draft quickly approaching. Is Lane Kiffin so mad at the media or Al Davis that he can't participate with his assistant coaches on the field during combine workouts or even walk through public areas of the facility? While I was willing to believe the, <laughs> believe the optimists over the senior ball who claimed Kiffin didn't wear Raiders gear because of sponsorship obligations, I refuse to believe that it is carried over to the combine. Why isn't he showing his colors? Amen, brother. There's no valid reason to allow this charade to continue. We need a head coach who bleeds silver and black and who believes 
that to wear any other colors would be like not dressing at all. We need a coach who is on board and available immediately to make critical decisions for our 2008 and beyond. It's quite possible that Lane Kiffin is is in a vacuum of misrepresented job authority or that he has simply overstepped the boundaries of his job description. As Jerry McDonald put it, Kiffin is viewed as being stuck in an organization where Davis is essentially the owner, the general manager, the personnel director, the scouting department, and the de facto defensive coordinator, all at age 78. I grew up admiring Mr. Davis. He is, in large part, the reason I became a Raider fan. Far it be from me or anyone else to tell Mr. Davis that he can't perform all those critical functions himself. Many of us admired Kiffin for calling out the whole building after the final game in 2007, and we saw his ambition and believed him capable of returning the Raiders to greatness. Unfortunately, his ambition wasn't the greatest greatness of the Raiders, past, but the greatness of the Raiders that could be the Raiders of the future, and that was his undoing. And see, that's what he says, and that's the end of the article. Thank you to New York Raider for this take, because uh, he does write pretty good stuff, and I've read it before. So, you know, here we have someone who's actually making sense. I mean, um, I'm more the emotional type. Go figure. <laughs> and I flip out right away, and that's why I have to, you know, pause and take a take a look sometimes. But if you look here, he's got some great points as well. Great point being, number one, <laughs> Lane Kiffin is a lame duck. You know, at this point, do you really think the team is going to buy into anything he has to say? Half-lack. If there's a division between the owner and the coach, has that ever worked out? I don't think so. I think probably what's going to happen, he's probably going to leave. Like I said, James Lofton will either take care of the O and uh, Ryan the D, or Ryan might take the head coaching job. Who knows? I can't even guess. My head is spinning from all the possibilities because every time I talk to a Raider fan, we just go on and on and on. The one thing every Raider fan can agree with me on, and I mean every doggone one of them, is that we need consistency in coaching and we need to have some stability in this team. <laughs> that is the basis of success. There is no team in history that has started from chaos that's gone anywhere. So my hope is either Kiffin stays or Kiffin goes. I don't give a rat's ass whether he does anymore. I just know that the free agency is right here at the doorstep. We better have something going on there. And the draft is another couple steps beyond that. And we're talking fourth pick. That's pretty damn good. Actually, I think that's the prime part to pick in. We got people to trade. We got things going on. We got people to lose. We got things to do, people. We need to get rid of this coach and get another one. Promote Ryan. I don't give a shit. Something has to happen so that at least the perception is 
that the Raiders are stepping in a direction of stability, like we thought when they hired Lane Kiffin. So like I said before, I've got my little envelope right in front of me. My season ticket bill is right here, and I'm writing a check, and it'll be sent off by this afternoon. I'm not giving up on the Raiders. I know people who say it all the time, but I'll tell you right now, this is a bullshit. <laughs> There's something terribly wrong with the Raider fan, I've been told. There's something terribly creepy about the way they complain about their team, but never give up. I've seen Raider fans flip out from one end of the coast to the other. But I'll tell you what, they for sure, they're all still Raider fans. So whichever the side that you're on, whatever side of the issue that you hold near and dear to your heart, the one thing that we can hold together is the fact that things will get better with time. Eventually, someday, I hope this week, we'll straighten the coaching mess out, things will happen, and we'll be popping into the offseason and onto a training camp, whatever, because... A new coach, the training camp, the playbook. I'm telling you, people, we got to be ready. I, I don't know about the team, but I know as a fan, you have to be ready. You have to prepare yourself for a growing period. That, any fan who knows what the hell they're talking about, and I'm talking about Raider fans who definitely know, we have a learning curve with a new coach, new playbook. We do. So if that happens, this is a learning curve this year. We have to give it the learning curve like we've had to through Norv, through Callahan, through Art Shell. 1-800-620-7181. Yes, you got to get on the bone line. That's right, man. You got to throw us a bone, man. Because we got some bones here. We're going to throw them at you. And you people got to know. I want you guys to step it up and uh, get on it. You know what I mean? So get on here and get on the Federation podcast so we can shout you out to everybody out there. Okay, here's the bone line. Hit it. Yo, Raider Greg. It's Raider Sean Dog here. Thank you for the podcast, man. That was a nice little surprise. In this dreary, dreary Bay Area non-football time of our lives, we will get through it, March Madness or not. Listen, I just wanted to say thanks again for doing the work. And, you know, your profession is is just, it's beyond honorable. Uh, The things that you've dedicated your life to do, uh, helping others, saving others, reaching out to others, making others' lives better. Uh, the work that you and you guys do is just phenomenal. And uh must be cool to be a firefighter, too. Cheers, mate! Go Raiders! This past year, I've uh, I got to experience something else. I experienced my first uh, Raider game. Yeah! Now, uh... Hey, listen, you guys... It takes a lot of nerve 
for me to say that after the season that happened last year, that I'm a fan. And I became a fan last year. You can hate if you want, but you know what? Not only did I become a fan, I did a show in Oakland. And I made a couple of jokes and references about the team. And apparently there were two players in the audience. I didn't know that. Maybe that's why they lost. They should have been at home practicing. But there were two there. And they confronted me outside. There were big guys like, so you got a problem with the Raiders? And I'm like, ah! They grabbed me, picked me up, and pinned me against the wall. Oh, my God. <laughs> Luckily, they fumbled me, and I got away. The Commitment to Excellence Dinner coming up here March 7th. Um, very, very cool event. We're going to be there, too. We're going to be taking some video. We're going to be doing some stuff, meeting some people, shaking some hands, hopefully getting some good news, and uh, having a good time with some other Raider fans and just shouting it out. So look forward to that because it's coming down the pipe. All right, Raider Nation. Here we go. This is Randy's favorite part. <laughs> you know what it is, Randall. Raider Nation, comments for him. Shoot it back to the Oakland Coliseum. Welcome to the house, the house of pain. Lil L. Davis, that's my middle name. I pack a pistol like Frebel in the car. In the hood, I got drama with the coffee from the AFC West. Yeah, we the best. Rain and shield tattooed on my chest. We do the womp womp. From city to city, we do the womp womp. All the way to Kansas City. I hate the Chargers and the Broncos. Well, here we go. There's uh, plenty of comments here. Randy's actually doing a pretty good job. I want to just point out that he's put the bone line uh, things up, and he's put some articles up, and, and Randy's pretty proactive on the site. So check it out. Visit it, because he really does a lot to uh, get things done. And, uh, well, he's the man. That's all I got to say. Okay, so I'm going to start here with uh, Black Widow. Black Widow says, Hoy! I have to say that I've never listened to the show, but that's about to change. I do listen to the Raider cast, though, and she puts, of course, the silly little funny face there. <laughs> no, they're good. Actually, I listen to them, too. I became a Raiders fan in 2000 when I met my husband. Well, my boyfriend at the time. Uh -huh. I never had gotten into football until I met him, so... It was quite different. I'm sure it was. He lived in L.A. for a few years and saw the Raiders growing up, as I did. I'm now known as Black Widow, a super fan for the Oakland Raiders. My real name is Amanda. I hope to post here a lot, but with my busy schedule, it will be hard. Keep Kiffin as coach. Go Raiders! Right on, Black Widow. Welcome to the Raider Nation podcast. I hope you enjoy it. I know I do. <laughs> okay, she comes in with something else. My husband and I will be at the home opener this year. Woot! So will I. And hopefully we'll get some video. So you got to hook up with us and we'll get on it. 
And here is a take from Shady Raider. Now, he's been here for a long time, and uh, he's a good Raider fan, damn good Raider fan, and he's a little frustrated. So here we go. Fuck already. Enough with this negative bullshit. Everywhere I go, the Raiders are being ripped on. I come to expect that shit from all local newspapers, BSPN, Football 365, and even NFL Network. I look forward to the new podcast all the way up to the point where I'm listening to our fans ripping Raiders. Hiding under the covers? What the fuck? I mean, seriously, do you guys think that Al Davis or the Raiders organization owes you anything? It sounds like it. Is it okay for Al to take a shit or... Or should he clear it with the media first? Even the choice of articles is negative-based. <laughs> this is good. Isn't it close enough to a new season that we can all just get slightly positive? I can find Raider bashing anywhere, he says. Okay, so when I read this, I got a little flipped out. I got a little pissed, be quite honest with you, because I'm like, okay. But I got to remember, like I've told you before, and I do, that everyone has a right to their opinion, man. And this is a Raider fan, and I'd share beer with them any minute. And we could talk about Raiders football forever, I'm sure. And he's a very staunch believer that that what I say in my articles or what I read is, is pretty negative. And I can see that because, trust me, man, I'm looking for the positive. You know, I did find as much positive as I possibly can. But I ain't taking none of that bullshit back. I'm telling you right now. I'm not doing it. And the reason is, I feel you, but I can't see it, because I see not that there's a majority of people on one side of the issue or the other, I just see that perception is reality, and that's the truth. And if the Raiders don't give a shit, they don't have to ask my permission for Al Davis to take a shit. But I'll tell you what. It would really be nice when you pay the money that you pay for season tickets, and you know what I'm talking about, brother, that you expect positiveness, some kind. You know, we're used to the freakiness of the Raiders. I am. They're the freakiest team going on. There's always some drama happening in Alameda. And you know what? That's all right, because it just keeps going. But... I'm going to read my retort because I'm getting off the subject here. This is from Raider Greg to Shady Raider. Well, Shady Raider, you're fucking A right. Al Davis owes us the effort to put the best team and coaching staff on the field. If you pay for a seat, you pay for a team to attempt to win games. No? What the fuck are you paying for? Yes, the media is hard on the Raiders, and as a fan, I hate it but I will not bury my head in the sand and pretend not to see the dysfunction in Alameda. Can you tell me some positives? You tell me, man. Get on the bone line and lay them out. I'd love to hear them because it would make me look bad. It would make me look like the bad guy, and that's fine. Lay them on me, bro. I'm sick of the negative shit as well. But Al Davis and the Raiders have done nothing, and I mean nothing, to ease the tension in the nation. Not a frickin' word, not a frickin' sound. Just some bullshit that's off, you know, off the issue. I'm about to send 2000 bucks, and I'm not rich by any frickin' means, to Alameda for my seats. 
Not fan enough for you? I think so. You can add another 150 bucks a game for food and beer to that. Not fan enough? Hmm. I think so. The thing is truth. That's it. Why are the Raiders playing games with a coach over $4 million? When he goes and plays players tons more, without question. Remember Gibson? Gravy train Gibson? Got 10 times that much, and he sucked every year. If Kiffin was a bad coach, fire his ass and get a new one. But don't wait till now. Free agents or drafts won't want to come here. This is the type of dysfunction and problems. Would you if you had a choice? Bad judgment and timing for the fifth season. And yes, I have the right to bitch about it because I pay to do so. I pay to do so. I don't pay just with my wallet. I pay with the passion and the emotions of a fan, just like you, brother. I pay just like you in every freaking way. I sit there and watch the games. I sit there and, wa- and, and go through the games. And it's, a, it's awesome, man. The season tickets are awesome. The fans are awesome. The games are awesome. Even if we lose, you're right. It's not terrible. It's not horrible. It's just the fact that you expect the team to do more because you pay them to. Where do you think they get the money to play the payers? Play the, pay the players. So we come up here to Raider Rick, who I knew would come in because he's my partner. Raider Rick, Rick quotes what I said, and he says, A fucking men to that. It's easy to let things go when it's just your emotions tied to it, but when they're reaching, when they're they are reaching into your back pocket for your hard-earned scratch, then it takes things to another level. It does. I mean, I am passionate about our team. Very much so. I love the Raiders, man. I wouldn't be doing this thing if I didn't. Shit, I'd quit a long time ago. I love the Raiders. I love the fans more. The fans are awesome. Um, but they're my team, and I care about them, just like you do. And I care that people are assholes too. <laughs> I care what the media says because it pisses me off. But these things that I've been reading to you, my brother, they are from fans not mainstream media. So when I talk about the Raider take or Silver and Black Forever, or when I talk about a blog, those are fans, brother. Those are fans like you and me. They're fans just putting it out there and saying what they see and this is what they see. And and I'm looking for the positive. I, I Trust me, brother, I am. So Kai Raider comes in. A quick comment on being struck, stuck in Dysfunction Junction. Hey, Al, sure to get off the pot. This is taking forever. Get some more bran in your diet. Drink a cup of coffee, so something. Do something, for crying out loud. Yeah, well, you know what? That's what I'm saying right there. Tokai Raider, awesome fan. He knows what's going on. I see him at every game. And he's another guy who sees what a lot of fans see, brother. And he's true blue, silver, and black. But I'm going to read what you have to say, too, because you got something to say. Okay, Shade Raider comes in. He says, let's see now. It says, I am not saying nobody has the right to criticize Al or the Raiders. I'm just asking why. Does any good come from it? 
Do you think that Al will hear and hit it and say, ah, well, I guess I'll change the way I, I have always done things. Nobody had a problem with the way he did things when we were the winningest team in the NFL. Now, after a couple of very bad years, uh, five at least, Patna, all of a sudden, he is batshit crazy. I'm not a season ticket hauler, but if I still lived in California, I would be regardless of the record or price. Hmm. I invested a lot more in my emotions in this franchise. Over the last five years, I have lost enough money to buy season tickets until 2020. Woo. That's brutal, brother. I feel for you. I don't make a lot of money, but I refuse to decline a bet on the Raiders versus anyone straight up. Oof. I hope we get better just for you, Pada. I lost 500 bucks in the last game versus San Diego. Does that give me the right to bash Al? Fuck no, it doesn't. I wasn't bitching when I was consistently making money pre-2002. Greg, do you honestly think that Al is not making his best effort to win? Fuck, think about it. This franchise has always been about winning. So after a couple of bad movies, excuse me, after about a couple of bad moves, all of a sudden we aren't trying to win? I don't, I don't agree with all the recent moves we've made, but one thing history has proven is that we are always trying to win. I don't doubt that you're a real fan, only your reasoning for ripping the Raiders. Having season tickets, buying a lot of Raiders shit, or losing a shitload of money... Betting on the Raiders does not give you the right to bash the Raiders. Over what? A bunch of fucking speculation from lifelong Raider haters? Has Kiffin been fired? Did Al trade all our draft picks for Ricky Williams? Have I missed something? And your reasoning is because Al hasn't made a comment on all the speculation. It must be true. He does not owe anyone an explanation. You must have credit you have must you must have criticism to get better. But there is a fine line between constructive criticism and uh, blatant bashing. The latter does nothing. No good will come from it, and it will change nothing. There are plenty of positives to look at going into this year, like one, a solid core of young talented players, Russell Bush, Howard Morrison, dare I say Huff? I don't know. A young, aggressive coach whose only flaw is being too much like Al, if he stays. An unrivaled history of winning and diehard fans. Two of the best talent evaluators in the game today, Davis and Kiffin. An owner that has proven year after year money is not an object when it comes to free agency and winning now. A deep draft in all areas we need to improve in seven. The brotherhood of all Raider fans, young and old, white or black, with every, with the never-say-die, fuck-the-world attitude. There are positives everywhere. Nowadays, a lot harder to find and, I, and see, granted, but they're still there. I just wish there were more in forefront in times like these at sites like this. <clears throat> well, you know, I'm glad you have that opinion. I I differ with you on all your your, your things here, but that's okay. Um, and and bashing the Raiders, you know what? I'm not bashing the Raiders, or I'd be a hater. I wouldn't be a season ticket holder. <laughs> okay, I'm just making an observation to try to lighten it up and point out things that I just think are fucked up. Be honest with you. <laughs> 
And if you think it's bashing, I am sorry, because that's not what it is. It's this. This is what's happening. This is what I see. This is what they see. This is what these other people see. What uh, What does Oakland have to say? Hmm. They don't owe us a doggone thing. We just pay them hundreds of thousands of dollars a month so they can go out there and do whatever the hell they want because it's their doggone team. Well, I just hope that you read the uh, the articles that I, I quoted today. There's a lot of wisdom and knowledge in there. And I understand your frustration with our show, and I hope you continue to get on here, and I hope you can get on the bone line and let her rip. Because that's what we're all about is hearing everything. The fact that you have positives here, I am happy, man. I hope that those positives turn into you know, great positives because I want our team to do damn good this year. And I'm hoping that we keep everything as is and ride through this freaking storm. But whatever happens, like I said before, it really doesn't matter. You know why? Because I'll get my pack of tickets. I'll go outside in the shed. I'll dust off the chairs, get the barbecue, get all the other accoutrements that belong to the tailgate. I'll pile them in the front of the garage And then, the night before, buy all the food, beer, and everything else I might need for the day and go to the game and have a fucking great time. Win or lose or tie, I am a Raider until the very end, my brother, as I know you are. Peace out! (laughs) 